Good morning, Africa. In today's episode, the Ease of Doing Business report takes center stage. We speak to analysts on the continent on how it affects economic growth and investor appetite. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The World Bank last week said it would discontinue the practice of issuing a doing business report following an investigation prompted by internal reports of data irregularities in its 2018 and 2020 editions. The two reports released in 2017 and 2019 respectively were compromised ethically by the bank staff, according to the report. According to an investigation conducted by Washington-based law firm Wilma Hale, World Bank staff members changed data on China to improve its ranking on the ease of doing business under pressure from the office of the then World Bank president Jim Yong Kim and the then chief executive Kristalina Georgieva and one of her advisors. So how does this affect African countries and their ability to attract foreign direct investments? Uhuru Ombeni is an analyst based in Tanzania. Regarding the World Bank to discontinue doing business report, I see like it's going to be a problem to African countries. The reason behind is uh, because, you know, investors normally use World Bank reports as uh, tools for decision making. So if a country or an investor want to invest in Africa, they will rely on the this business report which has been prepared by the World Bank to make decision whether to invest or not to invest or you know to de- to to determine some 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 risk exposure to different countries. So I see like going forward uh with the new model of reporting this investment climate, it's going to be challenging to investors because There'll be many uh, producers of different reports with different opinion as well. Also, the issue of credibility of organizations which are going to produce this report. So that's more of a challenge to the countries and challenge to the investor themselves. So if a country wants to attract more investment, they need to engage with you know, reputable organization that will be doing some research to assess investment opportunity in the country. So the World Bank was the only organization which was providing uh, this independent opinion. And, you know, that, that's the reason most of investors trusted the, these reports in making this investment decision. So I see it going to be a challenge to African countries. So we see some reluctance in terms of investment in the countries, especially Africa. but investors themselves they will find you know they will need some premiums from their returns because of the risk uh, associated with countries because there is no specific reports that will gauge the risky level of the country they are going to invest so i think they will add up some premiums if we get to attract investment but on the other hand uh, you know we will attract expensive uh, investment in the country yeah that's uh, what i think about the a World Bank to discontinue doing business report. That was Uhuru Ombeni, an analyst based in Tanzania. Rwanda and Mauritius have often ranked highest on the report, and the two countries have been hailed for their economic reforms that have often given them a competitive advantage when it comes to attracting foreign direct investments. But will this World Bank decision affect them? The discontinuation of the easy of doing business reports is an, an unfortunate situation. Actually, it is a very disappointing news for people who were using the doing business reports to understand the business environment globally. 
from the last, I would say, 10 years, people had trust this report and uh, people were using the information to understand uh, different uh, level of facilitation offered by the countries and then uh, different countries were using it as a, I would say, marketing tool to attract foreign investors. So it's really unfortunate that now it is going to be uh, suspended or rather people are now losing uh, trust in it. Countries will s struggle to have a very convincing tool to show to the international uh, investors uh, how better the investment climate is. The report were used by all the international investors uh, because we know how much it's very costly for everyone to do a market research to understand the investment climate in each country You know, by doing your own uh, research or investigation. But with the World Bank report, it was very much easy for, for investors to take the report, to analyze it, to understand it, you know, uh, because it was very much trusted. So no one would have trusted the ranking of the countries or the scholars and the investors has been trusting it. In the last three years, I've heard, I've read so many articles in the international media questioning the quality of the data, the manipulation of the data for some countries. You know, at the beginning, it was sounding like, uh, you know, some uh, defections or kind of rumors coming from inside the institutions, you know. But it ended up being the truth, you know, where it was declared that some country were manipulating, were influencing, uh, they're doing reports to rank them in the very best position for them to attract foreign investors. Now, uh, the entire international uh, framework of ranking uh, is going to be questionable. No one else will trust it in the future, even if it would resume uh, being done by the same institution, no one will trust it anymore. Uh, I think the international players in the development need to regroup again and to, you know, to see how best they can do it, ensure the transparency in the process, guarantee that uh, no one will influence it so that people can trust it uh, for the future. Otherwise, people will start questioning anything coming from those institutions. That was Teddy Kabiruka, an economic analyst based in Kigali. Now, a quick review of our other stories making it into the podcast. Last week marked the 13th anniversary of the collapse of Lehman Brothers, prompting some commentators to question whether China was on the brink of its own Lehman moment as results of troubles at property giant Evergrande. But what kind of impact can Evergrande's collapse have on the global economy? Could 2021 begin the decade of a slowdown on the economic growth of China? And if China slows down, how will some of Africa's China-reliant economies navigate the tough waves? South Africa's total seven-day rolling average of new COVID-19 infections has dropped to 4,339 from 6,662 last week, 8,776 the week before that, and 11,706 
the week before that, as the third wave sees a sharp fall. Globally, the third wave has seen moderating economic growth, particularly in the world's two largest economies, China and U.S. Downward revision to the global economic growth outlook is anticipated. According to IMF Momentum, behind proposals for a basic income grant, BIG in South Africa appear to be building, suggesting that the authorities are leaning towards providing more fiscal support. Elsewhere, Nigeria's unorthodox foreign exchange policy seems to be disrupting activity, but the chances of policymakers reversing course are very low. Finally, a recent virus wave in the highly vaccinated island nation of Mauritius has dampened its recovery prospects, but other tourism-dependent economies in Africa will probably fare even worse. A quick look at the markets. The Uchumi counter has started off the week strong on the NSE, up by as many as four points. On the financial equities, KCB Group and Liberty Insurance are set for a robust week. On the Randa Stock Exchange, bonds are expected to dominate the week's trading activities. On the Uganda Securities Exchange, the Stanbic counter is expected to continue its attractiveness on the equities market. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at With a Dog.